Hi, and you're very welcome back to Final Whistle League of Ireland podcast here. We've been a little bit quiet in recent weeks, uh, but we're back with a, a bit of a, a chat this week with someone who's had a pretty good year by anybody's measure, Brendan Clark, who is, of course, goalkeeper with Shelburne, but also chairman of the PFAI. And we're going to be talking specifically really about his upcoming challenge with Conan Byrne, his former St. Pat's teammate. It's the Make-A-Wish Crossbar Challenge, which happens this weekend. We're going to be chatting about all of that sort of stuff in a couple of weeks. You're more used to picking balls off the crossbar maybe than, than aiming at the crossbar. Brendan, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks for the welcome, Brefney. Cheers for having us on. No problem at all. We might start, though, first, I suppose, with the football. Um, 12 months ago, you kind of caused a bit of a shockwave, if the truth be told, when you signed for recently relegated Shelburne. But 12 months later, league title in the bag, selected in the PFAI team of the year, although you're the chairman of that organization, so we won't accuse you of any bias. Um, you must be delighted with how the last 12 months have gone for you, both in the team and with the club in general. Yeah, uh, to be honest, looking back, it's uh, 2021 is probably everything I ever wanted from, from the move. Um, getting back, enjoying my football, going into training, um, a smile on my face, where... We obviously had a very successful season. Uh, we, we set ourselves the target of, of winning the division, not just promotion through the playoffs or or anything like that, uh, relying on other people's results. It was our target was to win the division, and I, we'd done that comfortably enough in the end with, with, with three games to go. And um, yeah, no, it was great. Um, I mean, everything about it from start to finish was was, was really good. Of course, the the PFAI team of the year at the end. Does that really matter in the grand scheme of things? Like, because obviously it's a team game, you win and die with the team performance. But how nice of a kind of little bump to your own self confidence is it at the end of a year to get a little accolade like that? Yeah, look, it's first and foremost for me, it's about what we do as a group. And, and that was to win the league. But, you know, when, when you look back on your career and, and, and you see you've been voted into the team of the year for, for 2021, and it, it is just that. You know the icing on top of the cake, kind of really. Um, that that kind of really tops off the year. Um, and to be voted by the players, you kind of you go head to head with week in week out. Is you know it's it's just it's a good feeling. It's um it's it's nice to be recognised by them. And um yeah, like I said, it, it, it's it's voted by, voted by the players. So um it's it's yeah it's just nice to to get some kind of personal recognition. Um. Yeah, that's <laughs> speaking. Of, speaking about the players, I suppose you are the chairman of the PFAI. You've about fifteen months or so in the role at this stage. How is that going? Because it's been a fairly turbulent year and turbulent time with COVID and all the confusion and the the issues that that brings, and it brings its own issues for organisations like the PFAI as well. And um, how has that gone for you? Yeah, no, look, it's 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 been really enjoyable. Um, I suppose you say um, it's been turbulent enough, but I think a lot of credit goes to all the clubs and everyone involved in in getting getting us back playing when when we weren't playing. You know, and uh, I mean, players had to I suppose make arrangements on, on wages and stuff to make sure that it, it was sustainable for everyone. Um, and I mean, at the end of the twenty twenty season, there, there was not one player left with with any money owed. So, it, I mean, in, in in terms of that, it was a, it was a pretty big success. Um, in, in terms of my own role, uh, I suppose my biggest challenge was last week having to do the the, the chairman's speech at the uh, the PFI Awards, which um, was a bit of a shock to the system. Standing in front of of everyone uh, and having to deliver something, but uh, no, look, we we got through, and the awards night was a it was a brilliant success. Um, 
I mean, we, we, we've only heard positive feedback from, from anyone who was in attendance. And yeah, we're really delighted that we, we, we kind of ploughed on and, and managed to get the night going ahead. It's funny that someone who plays in front of thousands week in, week out, has an issue standing up in front of a room of a couple of hundred. Um, that it's kind of interesting to hear you say that. But you should you should see me over a two foot putt in front of four people on a golf course. <laughs> There's nerves for you. <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to check out with some of your regular playing buddies. I know one or two of them, so we'll have to have a little conversation. Uh, you might be worth taking on the challenge because I'm terrible. Uh, in terms of the, uh, I suppose talking about shells just before we leave that topic. Um, there's been a bit of up change or change up in the in the dugout over the close season i suppose ian morris has left the club and been replaced by arguably one of the best players to ever play for the country um huge icon obviously premier league titles in his back pocket he's been uh, a success wherever he's gone really throughout his entire career damien duff what kind of a kick does that give to a squad of players or, or what's left of a squad of players really from shells uh, season this year yeah like you said i mean the manager, he's he's. I suppose he's done it all in in his own uh, professional career. Um, he's played and scored in World Cups. Um, he he's played in Champions Leagues. He's won Premier Leagues. Like to have someone like that, kind of as your leader, as your as your manager, is it's only something to be excited about, you know. Um, and kind of tapping into his experience and and his his way of thinking and and stuff. It, it, again, it's it's. Hopefully, it's going to be a positive and, and something which which we can take as a group. That when when we get the whole group together as a whole, um, you know, and 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 use that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's just something to be re- really excited about to have. Like you said, probably one of we don't tend to have many world class footballers come from our country. Um, like I mean, I mean, we've had some great footballers, but when you talk about world class. I mean, he he's right up there. Um, I suppose to have him as your manager, yeah, it's 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 one that's going to lead to great excitement. Did you did you know that Damien was there when you signed on for next season, or were you already committed, or or was that part of your decision? Yeah, so so my contract would have finished um, after the the UCD game, um, and then I mean, one of the stats I used in the in the chairperson speech was seventy five percent of the players in in our league was were, were out of contract, and I, I was one of them, you know, so. Um, I was in discussions with Ian um, before, obviously, the club made the decision to part ways or whatever happened there. It's, it's not for me to kind of speculate on. Um, and then it's just a case of, of of kind of hoping you get you get a phone call from from the manager that he he wants you around. And it, there was there was a couple of days you're kind of wondering will it won't it come when you're hearing that that some players have moved on and and then obviously when it comes it's 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 one of you know it's. It's a relief, I suppose, that you know where you're going to be for for 2022. And when you hear the manager say he wants he wants to keep you at the club, it's you know again, it's for your self esteem or for your for your own confidence. It's it's a great boost. Because in terms of uh, your go back to maybe mixing your role with the PFAI and then what we're talking about here now, because you look at a situation, say like Dundalk or St Pat's at the moment, where there's a bit of confusion maybe about who the manager is going to be next year. I think the rumor mill is probably close enough. To where we're going to end up, it's most likely Stephen O'Donnell's going to end up in in Dundalk, and Tim Clancy will be in charge at, at St Pat's. But because it hasn't been formally announced, as we as we sit and record this on Thursday morning, um, does that come into that kind of equation when players are considering where they're going to be next year? Does the uncertainty that's in Dundalk maybe make players make choices not to go there or 
to, to stay away from that kind of turmoil at the moment or, or how does that work? Because it's, it's a very tenuous life. Your, your contract is basically 38 weeks and then it's kind of, what do you do next? Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's, I suppose coming to the end of the season, let's take Pats for instance, you would have had players who, who were out, <clears throat> excuse me, who were out of contract um, after the cup final. And I suppose they, they would have been thinking that they would have been dealing with Stephen um, they might have had a good relationship with him, um, and or whatever he might have been. I don't know. Uh, speaking about contracts, I, I don't know the ins and outs, but for for a player, you're going from thinking it looks like I'm going to be at St. Pat's next year to oh god, he's not in charge anymore. He's gone. Um, and does a new guy coming in? Does he like me? Do you know what I mean? There is. There, there is that confusion and but i'm sure i'm sure everything will, will work itself out and i suppose the next few days from a player's point of view though is that is that tough to deal with like how important is it who's in the dugout like if you've got a maybe it's very rare in this league but if you have a two or three year deal and the manager changes um and you're not in, in favor like what are your options there's very nobody's going to buy out a contract in this league no that's the thing um jeez I've, I've been through it myself um only a couple of years ago at st pat's um which was, I suppose, well documented at the time. Um, <clears throat> but you just, you just have to sit there, and be professional. Um, you have to be ready to play if and when if and when the manager calls you. And, and I suppose my outlook on it would be that if no one has an excuse to point a finger at you and call you a poor professional, but then you know you're doing your job. Um, you know you're always you're always ready to play. You're always ready to commit to the club on a on a match night and stuff. And I suppose that that's all you can do, but that's football at the end of the day. Managers come in, they don't like players, they don't take the players or whatever, and, and they move on. Absolutely. Well, listen, that brings us nicely to this weekend. Uh, yourself and Conan Byrne have decided to, um, I, I hope, hop in cars. You're not doing anything crazy like running or walking or cycling around in three days. That'll be taking on way too much. What exactly is the Make-A-Wish Crossbar Challenge, and uh, where can people get involved and support? Yeah, so... This idea, myself and Colin, obviously people would have known, we, we, we've played together um, for a number of years, kind of at Fingal and, and then, then at St. Pat's. Um, but obviously Conan would have been would have been massive into his own, doing his own charity stuff, um, kind of obviously forced with, with, with his Zambian mission stuff. And then even up to last, last year during the lockdown with the... Uh, with the walk he did around the Dublin clubs um, for the Irish Cancer Society, which was a, a phenomenal success. Um, I was lucky enough that I was able to kind of help him out in the background and stuff on that. Um, but th th this one we've been speaking about for for a couple of years, um, and, and it's only really now that um, I suppose with the first division first division ending kind of a month earlier than the Premier Division, and obviously Conan's retired, so he's got a bit of time that you know it kind of worked that we we could put it on um, in this off season. Uh, so what it is. This weekend, I think starting Saturday morning, um, I think about eight o'clock, we're going to start in Richmond Park. Uh, and what we have to do is we're not allowed to leave. We're, so, sorry, what I'll tell people is we're going around the whole League of Ireland grounds, all all twenty. Um, is it nineteen or twenty? Is Cavatelli on your list? Yeah, we have we have a thought on something on what we'll do, what we'll do there. Um, but there will the be crossbar from the center circle of Cavantelli. Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> yeah, we will have 20 attempts at, uh, at hitting a crossbar. Um, but we're going around all the all the League of Ireland grounds over the course of the weekend, and we're not allowed to leave the stadium until we hit the crossbar from the halfway line. Um, 
hopefully it'll be done quick enough. Uh, I don't know how much Hughes Cowan is going to be at it. Um, he keeps banging on about his goal in Daily Mount, where he scored from the halfway line. Um, that so, technically didn't reach the height of the crossbar. No, it didn't. It, but Daily Mount's a big pitch, so if you take that into account, um, he, he's he's quick enough to tell people about that goal. So hopefully he comes up trumps in a couple of grounds. Um, but yeah, that's it. We, we'll we'll start in in Richmond's um, bowls, shells, go up the M1 to draw draw Dundalk. All the way up to Derry, Finn Harps, and Sligo on the Saturday. Um, stay in Sligo on Saturday. Then we come around to Longford, down to Athlone, across to Galway, Treaty United, Cove, Cork. Stay in Cork, then work our way back up on the Monday. Is it Waterford, Wexford, Bray, Cabo, uh, UCD, and we finish in Talla Stadium um, on the Monday. So. No, it's 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 gonna be good. It's gonna be a bit of crack. Uh, obviously, it's for a phenomenal cause. Um, obviously, the Make a Wish Foundation. I mean, I'm sure everyone kind of knows about it, but you know, they they the Make a Wish Foundation. They grant wishes to children with life threatening illnesses, um, which is it's, it's phenomenal. And myself and Connor, we're both parents of, of young enough children, and and it was just something that resonates with us. Um, I mean, uh, Conan previously um with an ex teammate of his seeing the work that kind of make a wish do for his family and stuff so uh, it's a really worthwhile cause and and, and one we're, we're really happy to help him i suppose that brings me to the other half of the question how can people get involved obviously you're looking for their money but can they actually come along and support you what are the rules around covid in that regard yeah so in terms of, of times at stadiums, what we what we say is to we tell people to to follow us on Twitter. We we've set up a page there at MAW Crossbar. <clears throat> Excuse me, and we'll be posting regular updates. Um, there we, we'd love people to come down, um, have a bit of crack with us, kind of give us a support, give us a bit of banter, a bit of slagging like we're used to it, all around the grounds, the bit of stick that we would have got. Um, but it's all for a phenomenal cause. Um, but yeah, if, if people can't come down, we've got uh, Paul Mladenovic in with us. He's, uh, he works with Galway United on their social media side of things. So all our, all our output that will be on the on the Twitter page will, will be of brilliant quality. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's just something that people can, can follow us along with. Yeah, sounds like it's going to be a great weekend and uh, potentially a fairly tiring one. Trying to hit the crossbar from halfway once is, is impressive enough. Now, just a technicality, do both of you have to hit it or will one suffice to get you off the pitch and into the next one? No, one will do. Um, one will do because we, we could be all there all day there with Conan. Uh, we might have to bring it in from the halfway line a little bit. Um, you mentioned golf earlier. Have you got a, a per ground uh, private bet on this? Is there a, a euro a, a ground or, or something more significant? <laughs> it's if something, it's something we'll, we'll have to speak about. Uh, but luckily enough, we've got um, we've, we've a couple of sponsors on board. Um, my own glove sponsor, Precision. Um, there you go. Uh, they've, they've provided us with, with loads of kit. Um, 20 footballs um, all the equipment that we'll need um, Precision's parent company Radon Sports are going to look after the hotels for us which is a great help um, to not have to worry about that um, and then through Ronan Finn in Gokar uh, Shamrock Rovers Ronan Finn in Gokar they're laying on a, a, a car for us as well to uh, to travel all around the, all around the country and I think we tallied it up there that 
I think, what is it? Just over 1,200 kilometers um, over the whole weekend. So for, for a go-kart to provide a car for us is, is, is phenomenal as well. Yeah, Roland Finn, of course, I'm sure, a name that'd be familiar to anyone who's following the league as well. Um, but that's the thing, Griffin, just so the League of Ireland, see, when, when someone, I've always said the League of Ireland's a huge community. It, it's And when someone from within that community goes and does something like this, it, there's no rivalries. Everyone jumps on board to help, you know, um, precision. They couldn't do enough for us thinner with the, with the car straight away. There was no questions asked. It was, yeah, how can we help? You know, even the support we've had. We've had messages from the length and breadth of the country, from Derry to Cork, Galway to Dublin. It's it's mind-blowing. Even up to now, I think we're up, we're over 4,500 euro raised already, and we're, we're still two days out from from the, the, the challenge itself. So the support's been incredible from everyone. And uh, we just hope to keep going and, and smash that target. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the Twitter link is MAW Crossbar. Uh, is there a website or a specific place where people can donate online? Yeah, so we, we've set up a GoFundMe page. All, all the all the information is is at Twitter, uh, at MAW Crossbar. If people aren't on Twitter, if they go to GoFundMe.com and search Make-A-Wish Crossbar Challenge, it'll come right up there and like i said any donation is greatly received be it small large whatever uh, and, and every little helps absolutely well listen brendan that kind of sums up what we we're hoping to help you share with today so thank you very much for joining us the very best of luck uh surviving three week, three days in the car with conan could be the biggest challenge <laughs> of all um no it's going to be a great weekend i think it's going to be a, a great weekend just to bring all of the 20 clubs in to really drive home a message about how important the, the kids are uh, to life and our games as well so uh congratulations to yourself and conan and to paul and everybody involved behind the scenes there as well i uh, wish you the very best look i might catch you somewhere between sligo and longford on sunday morning brilliant more than welcome